Great to have you with us. It is Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. We were just talking in the four-minute buzz about how virtually every Republican in the state is running for governor of Texas right now. (laughs) It's true. It's amazing. It's a crowded field. It's a crowded field. He is being primaried like nobody's ever been primaried. I'll get into that a little bit and uh, much more coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. If you happen to be uh, the type of person who is looking to move right now, you, you better better be careful because this is a crazy housing market. I mean, it's one I don't think I've ever seen one like this. People are looking to spend their money on homes and prices are going through the roof, especially if you happen to be in a state like Texas. Uh, all the people trying to escape California, New York, Illinois, Michigan and coming to Texas, Florida. And other sites uh, that were maybe down south, maybe a little bit more open. That's been happening over the past six months or so. And it's really just increased as the economy has sort of warmed up uh, coming out of the pandemic uh, winter. So you have a situation where if you're selling a home, this could be the biggest haul you'll ever make. Right. I mean, this could be the biggest financial transaction you ever have in your entire life. You better take advantage of it. You better make sure you get the most for your money. This is secondarily, if you're going to buy a house right now, you better be careful to not overreach and, uh, you know, go for something that maybe costs more than you can afford. Maybe you're overpaying because you get caught up in the hype of a market. You better have a real estate agent on your side of either side of that transaction to make sure that you're doing the right thing. You can find that person at realestateagentsitrust.com, a company that Glenn started several years ago. To find the best real estate agents around the country, you can do it no matter where you are in America. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Name says it all. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. There's a new poll out that shows Governor Abbott with a 39-38% lead over Matthew McConaughey. Now, nobody even knows <laughs> what Matthew McConaughey's policies are. What's his agenda? He, he hasn't even declared, are you a Democrat or a Republican? Nobody knows. Or an independent. Or an independent. Right. Who knows? Which is probably what he run as because, you know, if you're anything but a left-wing kook Democrat, uh, you can't declare that if you're in Hollywood, right? So he'd probably have to say he's independent. But uh, 39-38, whereas McConaughey months ago was way ahead of, of uh, Abbott in a head-to-head competition, at least according to the polls. Now, uh, there's another Republican who's probably not well-known outside of Dallas, and that's uh, Don Huffhines. He's got a big car dealership empire here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abbott leads him 77 to 12. So he's probably not a real threat. Uh, but just entering the race um, is uh, uh, Colonel West. Yeah, Alan West, who, former congressman, obviously, been very active in conservative politics for a long time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He's going to be running. He was the chair of the Texas Republican Party for about 15 minutes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> not very long. No. Uh, but he's very well known and, and mm-hmm. well respected, I think, in the conservative community. And I think he's actually in a poll that they just conducted a little bit ahead of uh, Governor Abbott. 
Uh, Interesting. That yeah, it is. He's a threat for sure. I would think to Abbott. Uh, you know, of course, our own Chad Prather here from Blaze TV is running as well. But this is a crowded field, and it it's is. interesting because Abbott is not like uh, Greg Abbott is a guy who, if you if you're not from Texas, you might not have a huge um, uh, impression of of Abbott. It's interesting when I talk to people outside of Texas. What I hear <laughs> typically is. Oh, I wish we had a governor like yours who didn't lock down the whole time and has lifted all these mandates and all that. It's the exact opposite of what I hear from people in Texas mm-hmm. who are just angry at him for ever having the mandates. Yes. <laughs> right? That's basically yeah. the way this breaks down. And you talked to I was talking to Andrew Wilkow, uh, also from Blaze TV, our friend from up uh, he lives in uh, New Jersey, I think. Now, <laughs> his impression of how good of a job uh Greg Abbott is doing is quite different. Then I think someone who's living in Texas, like he, he's like, positive, super they positive. wouldn't let us out of our house for 14 months. Uh, so we're, we would love to have anyone mm-hmm. who would, who would allow that. I mean, you know, we, I, uh, the, everything closed down on basically it was March 16th was March 15th or 16th was the day that, you know, Trump did the 15 days to start the, uh, to stop the spread speech. And uh, that led to, of course, uh, another month of uh, of slowing the spread. So it turned into the, to the end of April, mm-hmm. where basically nationally we were shut down for six weeks. Uh, on May 1st, I went out to a restaurant down the street from this facility. Uh, it was 25% capacity. I don't even know if they hit 25% capacity at the restaurant I was at, but damn, I was at it. I was there shoveling food down my gullet. <laughs> Isn't that where you contracted uh, COVID as no, well? Not till later. No, okay. <laughs> I, got, I got it at a restaurant in Texas much later, Pat. Uh, and I, oh, you know, okay. you bring up a sore uh, as a COVID nineteen sur- survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you bring up a very sore <laughs> subject there. But yes, that uh, it good, did happen. It's not a terrible point by you, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, it did happen, and it can yeah. happen. I mean, it's uh, it definitely is a risk. But again, mm-hmm. it was my choice. To right. go out and shovel food right. down my gullet in the middle of a pandemic. I, you yeah. know, it was my choice. And having COVID-19 for you was a lot like not having COVID-19, right? Yes, it was. You a, had no was, symptoms. It was asymptomatic for me. I was yeah. just basically staying home for 10 days. Yeah. Uh, which was not fun. I didn't necessarily enjoy it. Our, our whole, our, we did have some fun family times, uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. when you really can't go out for any reason, yeah. uh, you know, when you have it. But still... You know, you get through those times. My point, though, with Abbott, though, is that it was, as compared to the nation, he was definitely on the leaning freedom side of the transaction. However, for Texas, mm-hmm. you know, that nothing but, you know, perfection will do on these situations. And and, right. and Abbott has had some problems. I mean, he's, he has. he's you know. B- and some people just got unreasonably pissed at him. <laughs> There's <laughs> I mean, like real, like just yeah. done with him. I'm done with him forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it definitely I, was a, at least around. Now look, I, I work at the blaze, which a bunch of people who were very conservative and, mm-hmm. and very outspoken. So I did hear maybe more than the average Texan did. I mean, and you look at it, it's like they just did a poll on Greg Abbott's approval rating within the Republican Party. He has a 77 percent approval rating among Republicans. You should be able to win that way. If you it's have a 77% that, approval, yeah. you should win. It's amazing that he has this many challengers when he ha- when you have a 77% yeah, approval rating. Yeah. Though, uh, he's got some challengers and some real ones. Like Alan some, West is a real challenger. Alan West is a real is a real challenger. Chad Prather's really popular, yeah. particularly in Texas. Uh, you know, D- D- Don Huffines has a lot of money. I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
but again, like it's it's a mm-hmm. well-funded candidate is a big challenge to a to a to a person. In the poll I just saw, uh, Prather was actually ahead, forty-two to thirty-five percent over Alan West, and then I think um, mm. Abbott was at thirty or somewhere in there. He was actually in the lead. As far as Republicans are concerned. Uh, It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think these things are, we're we're in the middle of a cycle to take it out of Texas here for a second. We're in the middle of a cycle where there's a, there's going to be a cycle here of, of, of retribution essentially for what happened in the pandemic. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing that on the streets right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing that from in, in political parties where, if you didn't do what your base thinks is the right thing, you're going to be targeted and punished and no doubt uh, and taken during these primaries and people are going to try to exploit it. Yeah. You know, it was like when we had a series of this, you know, after 2016, there were obviously the Republican Party was sort of split on people who really liked Trump and people who didn't like Trump. And the people who spoke out against Trump had a lot of primary challenges from mm-hmm. people who were very very pro-trump uh you know we're seeing that now happen with anyone who voted for like like the impeachment for example or you know people who spoke out like uh, you know obviously the most obvious one is liz cheney right there are mm-hmm. lining there's probably going to be 97 people right <laughs> it's liz cheney in the next primary no because question. there's there's a dividing line there and i think the same thing is going to happen with covid you know there's a lot of people some republicans did not go as far on the freedom scale as many southern states did and it's also the reason why you're seeing people circle around ron DeSantis as a guy who people like because they liked what he did during that period it was a test Mm -hmm. pat right it was a test of your principles you know what is what do you do in in a really difficult situation do you still favor freedom or is it only when you're running for office and many of these, even Republican governors are finding out like, oh, gosh, maybe I should have <laughs> been I on the side done. of freedom. Yeah, because even yeah. I mean, look, yep. you're not people would try to take that as like, well, if you're on the side of quote unquote freedom, you're trying to kill grandma. And it's like, well, no, when you're on the side of freedom. You're letting people make their own decisions. And look, in including a pan- grandma. And, and, and that also includes like how you're affecting others, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a pandemic is not just an isolated act. We all know that. That's the problem with a pandemic. But people have the the right to be able uh, to, to take the risks that they feel are necessary and also take the responsibilities of actions that might not be. Uh, might not be so uh, so thoughtful, <laughs> right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, there's definitely more of those people too. So I think this is going to be one of those dividing lines that lasts for a very long time. And we're going to have no, no choice but to deal with it, especially when it comes to financial uh, matters, because our country has spent so much money. And when I say spent money, what I mean is they printed it. I mean, I, you know, it's like to say that they were spending money that existed before 2020 is, is sort of sort of a false way of looking at it. I mean, we've just done everything that we were terrified of as conservatives all at once mm-hmm. within an 18 month period and we still got three four five six trillion dollars to go here they're going to spend more they're doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on this stuff and you just have to believe there is a point that it, where everything's a breaks. breaking point yeah yeah oh yeah 
And we don't even have to print it anymore. That's the beauty of it. We just digitize it. That makes it even more fun to spend. It is. It's just a number. Numbers on a screen. That's all it is. It's a number. We don't even have to do the paper anymore. So it's so easy to spend money now. And nobody even bats an eye uh, at a billion dollars or $10 billion or $50 billion anymore. That doesn't, that doesn't even phase people. You don't even think, oh my gosh, we're going to spend $50 billion on, on that? They don't care because it, it doesn't even have an impact until you get to, tr- to trillions now. We've become so used to hearing the billion-dollar figure. It used to be millions and hundreds of millions. Then it was billions. Now you don't, you're not even phased unless you hear that we're going to spend a trillion dollars. Yeah. And even then, maybe not very much. You're, and, not, you're not worried about it. And this is not, it wasn't that long ago. That mm-hmm. the word trillion was poison yeah. to even oh, yeah. Democrats. If you remember going through the post-2008 recovery period, Barack Obama gets elected. He comes in. Big conversation. He wants to spend $787 billion uh, on, I think that was the rec- that was the yep. recovery one, yes. like the, the stimulus, right? And then yep. he wanted, it was uh, Obamacare. They worked very hard to manipulate the numbers to keep it under $1 trillion. And the final cost was in the 900 billions. Now, of course, it wasn't actually in the 900 billions, but that's how they presented it. And the media, of course, went along with it. Mm-hmm. But they they thought if it hit a trillion, the American people will revolt against it. Now, the American people Not still sort of revolted against it, uh, at least back then. Now, Not, now they don't now. even care. Uh, now they no. don't even care. Now it's part of our culture. Care. And as we said, no, as soon okay. as this gets, uh, it becomes something that is yours something you are owed it mm-hmm. will never go away and that's where we are with obamacare now obviously but at that time it wouldn't they didn't think it was going to pass remember they had 60 votes and they were doing this they had 60 votes in the senate and they were saying we can't get it over a trillion dollars it will never get approved Jeez. and now we're at the point wow. where we're like well if we have 50 votes we can pass a five trillion dollar bill right <laughs> and, and in the Ameri- yeah, american mm-hmm. like, yeah of course you can you got 50 votes yeah, sure. Go ahead. No problem. <laughs> and to help you, we'll take Republican responsibility for another trillion in infrastructure just to mm-hmm. make your job a little easier. Just to make so you can get that extra trillion. You don't have to make it a six trillion dollar bill. Make it a five trillion dollar bill. We'll take the other trillion on with you. And it all happens so fast. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven. B-E-C-K, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Um, did you see that Queen, the greatest hits of Queen, were number one on iTunes over the weekend? No. Uh, an album that is 40 years old this year was number one over the weekend. And number two was Joni Mitchell and her Blue Album from 19... 19- <laughs> 71, I think, which was uh, 50 years old uh, this year. Where is that coming from? Is that because of the anniversary? Is it getting like a lot of promotion? I, yeah, I think so. Of the anniversary? Okay. I, th- I think they they probably re-digitized it and spruced it up and then re-released. And so they shot to number one and number two. Can you imagine when we were kids, like in 1981, you think of a of an album that was 40 years old. It would have been 1941. I can't imagine that happening. Yeah. 
an album from 1941 <laughs> going game. number one this, in 1981. This is not a game we should play. No, it makes me feel really bad oh, about my life. Me too. You know, <laughs> like w w they do this all the time with the September 11th thing. Now, September 11th is a, is a moment in my life that I remember vividly. I remember being on the phone with Glenn Beck mm -hmm. when the second plane hit the tower. Mm. Uh, and uh, like, that's a vivid moment in my life, in my career. Mm -hmm. And that was now. 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, this September 11th, we'll be, we'll be commemorating the 20th anniversary. And 20 years before oh, that, geez. I was five. <laughs> the the wow. same distance from now. Me too. I was... You were five? No, I was three. You were three. You I were a little three. younger. Yeah, yeah you a little, were a little younger. <laughs> a little younger. But I mean, like, I, that's like the first thing I can ever <clears throat> remember was probably <clears throat> five years old, right? And it's like... Yeah. That's the same distance from now to September 11th. Holy crap, am I getting old? It's and that it hits depressing. you in, in weird ways. You start playing this game, you start depressing. getting the 40-year game, Yeah, then you're starting to hurt yourself. 40 years. It's just crazy. You know, it's it's interesting, though, how, how Queen has held up. I, I think that the real musicians and the real musical bands kind of tend to hold up over yeah. the years. Yeah. And have some staying power, like Queen. And so that when when kids are subjected to the music, they're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, they can huh. handle it. They, they don't want to kill themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The singer's actually singing notes, and uh, the guitarist can actually play the guitar. Huh. That's really something. It's an interesting idea. It is. Uh, not one that I had considered. Uh, <laughs> it is. Should the people who, who are singing the songs actually play the instruments, too? Uh, it's yeah, a radical concept. It's a crazy idea. It honestly is. So it's a radical concept. Uh, the the guy who developed uh, the mRNA um, treatment, his name is Robert uh, Malone. Oh, we know Robert. He was he did yeah he did three days in a row on this show, right? <laughs> he basically became the co-host of the program uh, for multiple days. <laughs> when was that? Uh, last the last week Glenn was here, I think. Right? Really? A couple weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he's, if you want to go back and listen to the archives, it's available on the podcast. Three days in a row for Robert Malone. Well, his LinkedIn account was just deleted this last week. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? Uh, That's the nicest thing you can do for somebody is I delete know, their I've... LinkedIn account. <laughs> if there's anything, it's, that, it's a, this it's is a, a blessing, blessing in disguise. In, it is. There's someone, whoever owns, whoever <laughs> is overseeing big tech right now is like, you know what? I really like that Robert <laughs> Malone. Delete his LinkedIn account. Because it's the best thing that could ever happen to a human being is now, not he, have one. He doesn't seem to think so. Okay. But you and I both would agree. <laughs> uh, them deleting your LinkedIn account. Good God. Thank you. Thank God. Oh my God. Please. Thank you. Please. So if I had the choice of, 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 of someone giving me a check for $8 million <laughs> and my LinkedIn account being deleted, I would get my LinkedIn account deleted. Yes. <laughs> that, that is... I, that is where I am with it. Yes. How how many emails can they send you? It's like uh, as if they have all of a, them. A, they've just set up giant rooms of servers just mm -hmm. to send me email. Yes. I've never even signed. I don't even have a LinkedIn account. Why do I get so many messages from them? It's incredible. It's incredible. But Robert Malone was actually a little okay. offended. Yeah, <laughs> probably off top. And he said, my business pays for LinkedIn in premium. So that's true. He's been paying for this service. Yes. I don't know why you would, but he did. <laughs> I've been deleted. Purchased a service from LinkedIn to promote my company. This is very different from the YouTube or Twitter terms. This arbitrary and capricious action has damaged our business, and we deserve to be compensated. Jeez. Given no notice, no warnings, 10 to 15-year-old account has never had a warning. 
And then they just deleted him because he said there were problems with the mRNA delivery device. Even if you disagree with what he's saying, you know what I mean? There's no reason to silence people. No. Have people that discuss it. Discuss it. Marketplace of ideas. Remember this whole thing? Yeah, I don't understand it. It's just fascism. Pat Grant, Stuber Gear in this week for Glenn. 888-727-BECK. Another story that's breaking that doesn't seem to be getting a lot of coverage. Uh, and it, it's not even about uh, Hunter Biden. This is about his dad. You might have heard of his dad, Joe. Yeah, he's the guy uh, that gets ice cream. You might know him as the guy who's at all the ice cream stores <laughs> right. around America every day. Yeah. That guy. And always buys vanilla. Which is racist. <laughs> you bet. Is that what he's... Because yeah. he always like, what flavor did you get? I thought he was saying like, double chocolate chip. Vanilla. Vanilla. I mean, look, if vanilla is available, I'm going to take it. If it's the only option, I'm going to... If gonna, it's I'm the gonna only option, it. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm never going to an ice cream specialty store and ordering vanilla. <laughs> no. Who's doing that? Why would you? You don't order vanilla. You no. order one of the crazy flavors with all the toppings and stuff mixed in. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. That's what you do. You don't order vanilla. I mean, is vanilla a big... Like, if you have 30 flavors of ice cream, is vanilla still like the... Oh, yeah. It's a big... It's number one. It's number one, but that's 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 unfair, right? Like, I'm saying, like, how does it do versus the other flavor? Like, you expect vanilla, chocolate, strawberry to be probably the top three Maybe you get a cookie dough, mm-hmm. a chocolate chip mixed in, something like that. The basics mm-hmm. are going to obviously outdo the other the Because you can do so many batches. things with vanilla. That's I think that's why. Yeah. You can add sauces to it mm-hmm. and whatever else. Meat. <laughs> bacon. People put bacon <laughs> put on the Sundays. In it. As a man who owns a mm-hmm. cookie company that had a bacon-based cookie true. very recently. That is true. You Kexi can do cookies. that. Yeah. Yes. You can do it. By the way, you'd get those at kexi.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you. By the way, I ordered some this weekend. Did you? We, here Thank we have uh, Pat's cookie company is on Uber Eats. Now, mm-hmm. I could, I, I suppose, just call Pat up and say, hey, Pat, can I get some cookies? Yeah, you could. But that means I have to talk to people. Yeah. You know, make phone calls. Right. You don't uh, human do interaction. No. So I just Uber Eats uh, <laughs> going on there. And they brought over the butter beer one and... Which oh. is amazing, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I will it's say. Good stuff. That is not a, that's not a commercial. That's just legitimately uh, adoration. <laughs> for your freaking cookies they're delicious okay so this is the hunter biden story okay it's, uh, but the, it's actually not really hunter biden this is what right? this is what i think is the most important Listen part to of this this is not a hunter biden story this is a joe biden story mm-hmm. joe joseph robinette, robinette biden, biden jr <laughs> the president of the united states you believe there's at least two of those why would you do that why would you do that to somebody name them robinette robinette no, that's just wrong it's it's, it's wrong it sounds like you know how like robin is batman's sidekick robinette yeah. is robin's sidekick <laughs> like it's like and it's maybe his female sidekick yes because it's robinette i feel like it's it's robin's transgendered sidekick <laughs> is robinette that's a, that's maybe a good it's feeling. what robinette does right. maybe it's what robin does on the weekends okay he becomes robinette yes. and he goes to certain clubs that right. uh and he wouldn't normally go to. Maybe he goes to the library <laughs> and reads to kids on the weekends. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Look, I mean, you can't wear that, you, that costume everywhere. Right. Sometimes you're wearing a different costume. 
Maybe it's a dress. We'll see. Okay. But back to the story. For a man who knows, says he knows nothing, this is from Hot Air, by the way, who knows nothing about uh, his son's business dealings, Joe Biden keeps popping up in emails that point to a different conclusion. Hmm. That laptop of Hunter Biden's that most of the American media has chosen to ignore has produced yet another interesting story. As attorney Jonathan Turley reasons, it appears that Joe Biden is in fact aware that his son peddles influence and helped him to do so as vice president. Uh, now, this is going to get into some some basic... Uh, sometimes we get into these little stories of corruption, and because we aren't all familiar with all the players in these stories, they can get a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So we'll summarize here in a second, but let me at least give you some of these details. Hunter and Biden family friend Jeff Cooper hatched a plan in 2013 to invest in multiple businesses in Mexico and Latin America using their relationship with the Mexican billionaire Aleman family, with late patriarch Miguel Aleman Valdez, who served as president of Mexico. Cooper, an attorney who worked with Hunter's late brother, Bo Biden, on asbestos claims, uh, donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to Biden political campaigns over the years, was particularly excited by the venture's prospects, writing to Hunter in February 2013, quote, this is setting up to be flippin' gigantic, brother. I do respect the fact that they were not swearing. Yeah. Better than Hunter's uh, record on Mm -hmm. his private messages uh, where he's using racial slurs constantly. Flippin' was the choice here. And I I do appreciate that. Well, that's because it's Bo. You know, Bo was the good son, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) I I think even Joe would I think even Joe would say that. Uh, Even Hunter would probably honestly (laughs) say that. Uh, The prospects for profit only grew when Hunter joined the board of Ukrainian gas company Burisma the following year. He -hmm. and Cooper sought the help of uh, Valdez's grandson, an airline CEO, to forge a relationship with the richest man in Latin America, Carlos Slim, in an attempt to cash in on the privatization of the giant state-owned company Pemrex for Burisma and themselves. Mm -hmm. While Hunter and Cooper were working on their business plans, they managed to get the billionaires, Slim, Velasco, and Magnani, a private meeting with then Vice President Joe Biden. So step back for a second now. You got all the names. You might not remember them, but family, friend, and business associates of Hunter Mm -hmm. meeting with billionaires all over Latin America and getting those billionaires meetings with the Vice President of the United States. Here are the details. Hunter and Cooper attended the meeting. Photos on Hunter's laptop dated November 19th, 2015 show the six men smiling and hugging in the meeting in Joe Biden's vice presidential residence at number one observatory circle, Washington, D.C. Emails also show the billionaires met with Joe at the White House. Mm. It is unclear, if anything, uh, what was uh, discussed with the Mexican billionaires. But of course, this is what influence peddling is. Remember, Joe said he knew nothing about Hunter's business dealings whatsoever. He said they had one conversation where it was brought up and he said to Hunter, hey, is everything okay with that? And he said, yes. That's what he he said publicly, all he knew. Now, why on earth would he think that his son and a family friend would waltz in to the White House Mm. uh, and to the vice presidential residence with multiple Latin American billionaires for a meeting and a photo shoot? Now, again, these these are not public photos. This was not a public meeting. This was discovered on Hunter Biden's laptop, which is still the most amazing story of all time. The fact that this guy left this laptop at a computer repair <laughs> shop is among the craziest things that's ever happened. Well, was it Russian hacking? We don't know. We do. We don't. Know. We don't. We do know. know. We don't. We do know. know. 
It's like the metric system. We just don't know how to convert that into american we We don't know know. just google it it's uh, you could convert (laughs) so they they just don't know russians could have come in taken it hacked into it and then dropped it off at that at that computer shop to be fixed when this first started i i would have thought there's no way hunter biden just left his laptop Mm -hmm. at a computer repair stop shop so it could be they could just go through and see all of his private correspondence for multiple years. Except that's, they did. That's just what happened. Yeah. That's just what happened. <laughs> he was probably so, I don't know, yeah. coked up or whatever. He forgot about it. Had to be. And by the way, when you ask him this, he will not deny it. Right. He's, oh, yeah, it could be mine. Or it could be Russian hacking. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? If, but like, if these things were false by now, he could mm. say, obviously, it's not my laptop. I didn't have photos with yeah. multiple billionaires inside of the Oval Office with, or inside of the White House with my father. Like, that would be an easy thing to deny. I could ask you this, Pat. Pat, mm-hmm. have you ever had photos with multiple billionaires inside the vice presidential residence <laughs> uh, with your father? No. That's never happened. That's so never, if I took that laptop happened. right there in front of you, yeah. and I was scanned the entire thing, Go I'm not going to find thing. one photo? Not one photo. Not one? No. So not I would one. know if someone produced a photo like that, mm-hmm. that they were lying and it was not your laptop. Right? Right. That's right. Hunter Unless it's been hacked that. by Russians. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say for certain. It may have been hacked in the meantime, you know, since last I checked. Hunter can't do the thing you just did, at least honestly. No. Now, he'll lie about it, I'm sure, at some point. But this is an amazing... He doesn't even lie about this at this point. I mean, he doesn't deny this is his laptop. He just says that he doesn't, it, you know... He doesn't, he doesn't know for sure. He doesn't know for sure, which is, you know... his stupid. Of course, it, it's his. But again, like... Did you I, drop it off at that place? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I can't well, remember. I can't remember. You know, it's amazing, though. No Republican would be allowed to have that answer. Oh, no Republican would no be able way. to say, I don't know, maybe it's my laptop. Like, what, what, what person doesn't know if it's their laptop? Are you, there's been thousands of messages released. There's pictures of you hooking up with hookers all over it. I don't know. Is that you with the hookers? Do you remember being with the hookers? Maybe you don't remember every hooker you've been with. But what about one of these hookers? Do you remember any of these hookers? Do any of these hookers? You know, how about this one? This this stripper here who happens to be the <laughs> father of your child. Do you remember her? Hmm. He doesn't seem to even remember the people no. who he's impregnated. You remember the Anthony Weiner situation when he first showed his oh. namesake? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he was asked about it. Well, is that yours? I wish it was. I wish it. I wish I was that was. impressive. <laughs> that is my one of my favorite political moments. Awesome, because he is awesome. at the same time blatantly lying to the entire country. He's mm-hmm. complimenting his own wiener. <laughs> He's like, I wish yeah. I look. If I looked like that, I'd be. I'd be showing that thing off in all every spa around America. I'd be swinging, swinging that thing around in libraries all over the country. It's the same kind of deal. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wish it was. I wish it was me. That's <laughs> that. Wow. Would I love to be endowed like that? You bet. <laughs> such a it great answer. Out, it is him. It is him. And then okay. he could say, at least at the end, he could say, look, I told you it was impressive. <laughs> I was impressed by it before. I'm impressed by it now. <laughs> but shockingly, by the way, he's having trouble uh, getting hired. Anthony Weiner. That is shocking. Stunning development. Shocking. He just can't seem weird to get himself hired. I will say, though, in a recent interview, 
and I think this should happen. This should be reality. In a recent interview, he said uh, he couldn't get a job. He was having trouble paying the bills. Mm-hmm. And he thought to pay the bills, maybe what he could do is sell the laptop that started the whole situation with the Uma Abedin laptop. My gosh. Uh, and um, and uh, that, that wound up opening up the investigation 10 days before the 2016 election, right? Mm-hmm. That whole mm-hmm. scenario started with Anthony Weiner. People forget that now. But he said, I still have the laptop. It's in my closet. Maybe I should sell it to the My Pillow guy. <laughs> and I was like, that needs to happen. I want Mike Lindell to step. I told Glenn, you got a museum over here. Right. You should buy the freaking thing and put it in the museum. Did he ever now, put I it want up it for behind, I want it behind glass and plastic. I don't want, yes. I want to touch <laughs> I it with my bare t- hands. No, thank you. <laughs> you need a toxic waste department to come in here and put it in the museum. <laughs> and I want it in a vacuum. Uh-huh. And I want that. I want an air duct outside of the building (laughs) like i don't want to walk in a room with the same air as this thing but it would be amazing to see Uh, i think he should sell it you know i mean i don't necessarily want anthony weiner to get money but on the other hand it would be kind of a cool thing would nice museum piece it would be triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k pat and Stu for glenn on the glenn beck program It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Things uh, pretty good over the weekend uh, in Chicago. You know they know how to celebrate the fourth. Ninety five, at least ninety five people were shot in Chicago over the Independence Day weekend, including two police officers and a six year old girl. Sixteen, at least sixteen people died. I mean. The stiffest gun laws in the country and time after time after time after time, we're reading about weekends like this in Chicago. That's because all the guns are coming from small suburban towns in red states. In like Idaho. Right. There's that Idaho Mm -hmm. to Chicago pipeline. Oh my gosh. What happens is all of the gangs Mm -hmm. leave Chicago and they go on train trips to Idaho and they go to the small, Mm -hmm. like a, a town of like, a thousand people okay very red big trump voters where the the gun laws are more lax and mm-hmm. they go in they legally buy those guns <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then they bring them back to kill people by train in, by train by train in uh, in chicago you can't really fly with all the guns so they have to go you have to oh, trains. Right, right uh but they don't even take the like the, the amtrak trains they take the nice scenic like the steam trains because it's just <laughs> they just like it you know they're old they're the old-timey people the gangs big mm-hmm. old-timey people I, this is the the picture they try to set. Yeah, they, like oh well, what they're doing? They don't they start come leaving. from somewhere else. Yeah, they go from somewhere else. They come from the red state areas. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the guns are coming. No, do they? You no, know, you know what? The the gangs aren't flying in to <laughs> to Texas to buy their guns. That's no, not what's not. happening. No. If any, if they're coming from anywhere else, here's where they're coming from: the southern border. They're coming across the southern mm. border, and those illegal guns are being uh, used in cities across America. That's happening. It's happening often where people go into legal gun owners' facilities and steal guns. Not sure what gun law, because my understanding is it's illegal to steal a gun. I'm not sure what gun law stops that. But in reality, that is... uh, that's where they're coming from. They're not mm-hmm. coming like the, there's not like, you know, uh, <clears throat> gang leaders are like going into the local gun shop in Wyoming and just saying, ah, oh, you'd like to get to uh, you do have a uh, 175 
um, AR-15s we could snag from you? Is there any? <laughs> it's do you just mind? Asinine. It's just asinine. It's obviously not happening, and they're not. By the way, it's also not ghost guns. These guys aren't building their own guns themselves. That's not what's happening. But that is what we're told, so and we're supposed to believe it. Oh, by the way, I lied. It wasn't 95. It was 100 people shot over the weekend. Just 100, though. fatally. Could have been 1,500. It could have been. But it was only 100. But just 100. Mm. So, good weekend in Chicago. Mm. This is the Glenn Beck Program.